Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Acclam Express. Twilight calls them behind these equilaterals. Salute a world-class Frita. Nature Strip, a ripper in the King stand. Be Twilight calls Acclam Express. But it's Zaki clear, 50 metres to go. Zaki, a star, an all-star mile winner. Scored a length and a quarter. State of rest at the moment is holding Baybridge on the run to the line. State of rest, driven out for Shane Cross. And a Royal Oscar winner for Joseph O'Brien. Won the Prince of Wales's under a peach. But gold medal, he's 11. But my G, he doesn't know it. Dead him, look at him, he won't give in. But gold medal, too bad, Daniels. What a hometown hero. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream of the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top. Oh, she's too good, but can't beat her. She's too good, they can't beat her. One of the great Matt Hill calls of Winks, one of the most underrated calls of Winks, in my opinion. Welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast. Uh, we don't quite have the good horses coming back just yet. There, there is a hint of spring in the air, but still kind of winter cards, but we'll find some bets nonetheless. Nico and Will, how, how are we? Yeah, good, mate. Um, not far. Spring sort of starts this week, you know. Good horses are back at the trials. A couple of good ones are back this week, but that's sort of next week. Lawrence and the Regal Roller and the Crozet there, the, that's when the good good, good flesh comes back. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Wilbur, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Not too bad. The, ex- the good horses are starting to come back, and especially some of the, the three-year-olds are coming, coming through now, which is getting exciting. That's definitely your area, mate. We'll touch on those three-year-olds and we've also got a question about those three-year-olds later on in the podcast. Uh, we'll try and keep the dribble to a minimum. We'll get straight into what's happening in racing. Ah, what's happening? What's happening in racing? Uh, we've got a couple key topics that we're going to bring up tonight. Uh, the first of those was that the nominations for the big three uh, dropped on Tuesday. We've got... Let me get the figures up. We've got 186 for the Melbourne Cup, 135 for the Cox Plate, and 169 for the Caulfield Cup. So, strong numbers. Uh, It was good to see a lot more international nominations. I think, obviously, the the relaxation of the... There's no more scintigraphy scans, so that's obviously attracting a lot more internationals to nominate. Uh, I don't know the exact figures for for the Cups, but I can talk to the Cox Plate. We had 12 international nominations. We had... Eight from the UK and four from Ireland. 
some of those big names include State of Rest, obviously the, the defending champion. Godolphin have two. They've got Real World and that's uh, Saeed Bin Soru, who, cha- who the, trained... The winner uh, of the 2022 Cox play. <laughs> so Will's got us on at $15. I think he's into $11 now, all in. Um, so that was a good get. He's a big chance to come. Charlie Appleby has Nation's Pride and... Uh, the other kind of key international was Aiden O'Brien has a horse called Stone Age, a progressive three-year-old. So a bit of international flavour. Uh, a lot of the good locals were there. The likes of Animo, Jewess, uh, I'm Thundershuck, Western Empire, Jewess. Obviously, we've lost a couple incentivized. Think it over, had tots over the last couple of months with uh, injury and the like, but it's still going to be a cracking race nonetheless. Were there any surprises from the nominations? Not really. I was a little surprised. Disappointing. That Al- Alan Kerr didn't didn't uh, didn't keep its nomination. That was a little flat for us. Mm. I think I think Alan Kerr might be going to the Breeders' Cup or or elsewhere. What were you going to say, no. Will? It's a bit disappointing. There's no Japanese runners, but they're obviously a bit. Well, they they can't get. What is it? They can't get um a flight the flights here are the or something. Yeah. Yeah, the flights are still the big problem. That's I probably should have mentioned that. No Japanese horses across any of the three majors for the nominations. So, very was disappointing, it, but we need to get them back. Wasn't the MRC doing something about a chartered flight? Didn't I hear not long ago? Um, yes, the there, PRC, there was. The I think it was going to be a collaborative thing, uh, this charter flight, but mm. the thing was there was, um, there was no refund. So, it was going to cost a lot of money right? Okay. and potentially there was no guarantee any horses were actually going to come anyway and it was going to cost yeah. I don't know how much it would have cost six figures obviously yeah. and um, mm-hmm. there would have been no refund on that so yeah high risk would have been a high reward if we had got a couple but yeah the more Let's attractive option at, for them this year is America come a time, this time next year hopefully <clears throat> The world should be back to normal by then, and they shouldn't have an excuse not to. Yeah. Um, the other one I quickly wanted to mention was Alligator Blood. Uh, <laughs> today the news broke out that the horse won't be... He's banned from racing in Victoria. Of course, we know he's already banned from racing in New South Wales. Um, obviously, there's complications around the owner, Alan Andrews, for, for those who don't know... Um, I don't know the exact details, but it seems to be tax evading, declared bankruptcy along along those lines. Something so, like that. He's a he's a, he's not a very good bloke, by the sounds of. <laughs> Go race your horse somewhere else, champ. He sounds like he's uh, he's cheated the system and he's been getting away with it. So he's going to take his horse to Japan, Japan. possibly. <laughs> oh, what a joke! Uh, of all places. Of all places, the horse has only ran up to 1,600 metres and he's nominated for one of the best mile-and-a-half races in the world. So that'll be very interesting. But no alligator blood in the Melbourne Spring. They wouldn't even use him as pet food over there. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say that? Well, (laughs) the horses probably eat like bloody 400-day Japanese Wagyu and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They eat four hundred dollar bits of steak for breakfast. They eat Nobu for dinner. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, no alligator blood in the Melbourne Spring. So a little bit disappointing. He is a good horse, but 
it is what it is, I guess. Uh, what are the other two things we're going to be talking about? We'll just touch on the prize money figures. I don't have the figures right in front of me. I don't know if you can give us a hand there, Benny. This but is Sydney. Yeah, Sydney, the Sydney prize money boost. But basically, I what, was... I wanted to, what I wanted to touch on was more so just the select $6 million Sydney Sprint Series that they've developed. I don't think... I heard some stuff in the media this week about how it's going to hinder Victoria and our Spring Carnival after our prize money boosts, especially to this, those few sprint races. I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise, in all honesty, because this sprint series is going to cater for a very small pool of horses, and there's still no guarantees that they're all going to run in the sprint series because the way this point system works, if they if they you know if they have one or two bad runs, there's a massive chance that they sway course and end up coming to Melbourne anyway because you're not going to like you're going to run for better money in the Melbourne Spring um, if you're not eligible for this sprint bonus anyway. I would have thought so. I don't think it's going to be the uh, the worst thing because. We'll probably benefit it more out of it than anyone, I reckon. Mm, that's interesting you say that. I think the figures were overall. I think Sydney have spent around thirty million plus on all their prize money boosts and bonuses, which is crazy. They've obviously got just money coming out of their, you know what. And yeah. the funny from thing about this though? boost, I'd love to know it coming from. It's, it's. I don't know. It's TV rights. It's turnover, obviously. Um, it's, it's they won't post though, the figures on turnover though. They won't. Like, it's not published or anything. They won't. They won't post the figures of what they're actually making from turnover. Mm. It's just it's apparently a lot, allegedly. <laughs> well, the best the best thing the best thing about it is uh, as soon as it broke within half an hour, it was straight on RSN that Rod Lyons had been contacted to see if Nature Strip was going to run in their little. Squibby Sprint Series, and he came out and said that no, Nature Strip will be there at Flemington on the last day, running down the straight six, because at the end of the day, they don't want to race in these little pop-up races. They just want to race in the best races. So, well done, PVL. You might be able to, uh, you know, keep the second, third, fourth, fifth irrelevant sprinters in your little series, but you're not going to have the world's best sprinter. Because he's going to be there at HQ, lighting up the track. And Nico, Will, and Benny will be there as well. Will, you're rounding us off. Uh, what sparked your interest during the week? Um, there's been a couple of good three-year-olds resuming. Obviously, that was that debutante that was about um, eight into a dollar eighty, which is obviously you don't see that very often. It was called What You Need, and it's completely smashed the clock. Um, hold on a second, I'll get the exact figures up. Um, but it was like Mick Price. Mick Price has has, a, has had a lot of good three-year-olds lately, even in la- last season, and they're just sort of carrying over into this. Obviously, not carrying over, but um, it's gone from a, I think two hundred to one into fifteen dollars for the Caulfield Guineas. Do you know what they're targeting with the the, the Coolmore or the Caulfield Guineas? Oh, uh, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm. Um, he could be too brilliant for a mile. Yeah, that's what I, I think thought. It's... He, what did he? He's what a what distance did he win at? What distance um, did he win at? Eleven hundred. But here, I've got the I've got the the figures here. So he's gone uh, six point nine to the six hundred, and he's gone uh, zero point three faster than to the between the six and the four. Then he's quickened four point five above 
for the f- between the four and the two, and then two point five above for, to, from between the two and the, the post. Yeah, and, and completely untouched. And he's run the fastest last six four and second last fastest two hundred of the meeting. Like, and he's barely been under, like, and he got he, under a vice like yeah yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. he's the one you want to be following. Horse. Yeah. yeah, and and, and Lascars isn't a bad horse either. He ran the fastest last, the fastest four to the two, at Flemington um, a couple of weeks back, behind Giga Kick. And I, I'd probably say what you need is a better horse than Giga Kick. He's just a thousand meter horse, though, isn't he, Lascars? Uh well, I don't know. Maybe. Regardless, what you need a proper horse. Hopefully, he goes to a cool one. Yeah. And, and if he gets you have, you'd have to think a horse like him has just got dead set straight line speed. Or maybe maybe he gets to a golden rose or something like that. But you know, maybe, maybe he gets to a golden rose. We don't want games. that. We don't yeah. want him going to Sydney. We want him yeah. in Melbourne, Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> and another one that was um, good was Sir Juggernaut, who um, who was backed off the map off no trials. Um, this horse is apparently going to get out over sixteen hundred or so, so we might see him in the spring He's over. Get his horse. At the, oh, I don't know about that, but he'll probably be in the field. Um, I've gone slow early, and he's he's come home the fastest last six, four, and two of the meeting, um, and he and only just got yeah, through a gap late. Yeah, but it was a bit of a plunge, and I was a part of it, so so self interest, ah, self trumpet, self trumpet, <laughs> yeah. which we love. <laughs> Yeah. We'll keep that confidence rolling into uh, the next part of the program, which will be Show Me The Money. Show Me The Money. Yes! Louder! Show Me The Money. That's it, brother. Show Me The Money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show Me The Money. Jerry, you better yell. All right, it's time to find some bets. We go to Melbourne. We go to Flemington to start off, as we always do. It's a soft six at the moment. Uh, the rain's going to be very interesting over the next couple of days. Uh, I don't think anyone's really 100% certain just how much it's going to rain. It could be anywhere between a couple of mils to double figures. Uh, the rail's out 10 metres the entire. I think it should still play relatively fair. Uh, it was out four metres last meeting. We go to race one. It's a 1,400 metre benchmark 70. Uh, but some of these horses could definitely progress to better. Um, Berkeley Square, Proscenium Arch, Blackamax, Pelagio. Uh, I am going to be with the favourite here. I'll kick us off. Um, this horse was desperately unlucky last start uh, behind Boogie Dancer. Boogie Dancer has put two together and looks like quite a smart horse. Um, he's run his last 600, 3.9 lengths above the all benchmark, and he's done it with minimal luck. I think the big change here is, I know I've been harping on about Alana Kelly, she's a great jockey, but going to Craig Williams is definitely a positive JC. Craig Williams absolutely dominates in these winter months, um, and I think he's gonna have the horse a lot more forward from barrier three. Number seven, Pelagio, is going to go straight to the front. Linda Meach could be hard to run down, was a good winner on debut, but I'm with the favourite, number four, Berkeley Square in the first. Yeah, I I, I, um, I liked Pelagio. Um, it's just a price thing. I think, I think um, obviously Craig Williams is a massive jockey switch, but 
I, I ended up mapping Berkeley Square three back the fence, so um, taking 220 or something, whatever it is now, isn't really something I want to be doing. So I, I ended up marking it about, around 260, I think. And uh, I, um, I was pretty keen on Palagio. So it's gone slow to the 600 at Ballarat on the synthetic, which is a bit of a query, but um, it re really quickened up between the six and the four and then sustained it through the line. Um, it's late splits up like the, the, from the last 1200 to the last 200 are all in the top five on the day. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to lead. It's a well-bred Colt. Uh, is it Colt? Yeah, a oh, gelding. Um, from the Kieran Ma stable and Linda Mead, Linda Meech is going to ride it from the front and I just think it's going to be a good bet. I sort of wanted to be against uh, pr uh how do you sp pronounce that? Pr Presenium Arch. Cause, yeah, I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, um, Sandown heavy form. Um, Busted and Young Craig knew it at five dollars. I didn't really want to be anywhere near that. Um. And then Black Max, I wanted to take on because I, I really just can't see that horse turning the tables on Berkeley Square. So I think it's a, mm. uh, I actually think it's a three horse race. I didn't mind um, uh, Castilian. I think I had it short in the market as well. I think it had had it about twelve dollars or something. Um, so I'll be backing Palagio. You can get seven dollars or something um, as of Thursday night. Um, and if it steams, which I think it might, and then. Berkeley Square might potentially drift, then I'll be back at Berkeley Square as well if it gets to 280 plus on Betfair Lake. But that's how we how I'll be playing it. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much the same to you, but the opposite to you, if that makes sense. I'll be yeah. I'm with Berkeley Square as my main bet, and then I could probably have the saver on the seven Pelagio. Any thoughts on the first Nico? No, nothing for me. That's no, well, that no was worries. a bit hard. To be fair, it is a little bit. Uh, we'll bat on to race two, 1,400 metres again. The barrier attendants love that. They don't have to move them. Benchmark 84. Uh, I think this is for the Mets. Yes, We're betting up here. We're betting up. Might be really? a bit of a favourite. Might be a bit of a favourite today if, if me and Nico are uh, agreeing on the same thing. Um, this is a complete thought, and utter bet. Do you want to go first? I'll, I'll let, I won't steal your thunder. She's a great bet here, Quintello. Just completely forgive last start. She was absolutely slaughtered. She was four <laughs> and five wide the whole trip. She was slaughtered. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, was this is the worst ride you'll ever see by cartwheels. And I'm not into jockey slander. I'm not into slander and jockeys. But it doesn't get much more worse than that. Like, it was horrid. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, she's had a freshen off 47 days here. She gets MZ first time. Like, she's stakes class. And a few of these in behind, they're, they're not much good, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I thought she was a complete and utter bet. And if I wasn't half ready to declare something later on in the card, spoiler alert, she'd nearly be my best bet of the day. So she's definitely next, next best for me. Betting up think it's a good good play awesome yep i'm with you uh i'll pick up there jc goes from cartwright to mark zara as we said completely forgive last start this horse has had an awesome prep um i was listening to the radio today and ben Ascari said this is his d-day horse i've got no idea i've got no idea how she's the d-day horse because she was awesome winning her first two starts his prep 
Uh, then she just went down at Rose Hill. She should have won she just at had, Rose Hill too. And then last start, she just had absolutely no chance. If this hall, if this track, sorry, gets into a the softer, almost heavy range, then she's even more suited against some of these horses. And Barry and I, hopefully, just she just gets a nice flow into it. I've taken a bit of three eighty. Uh, I think that's a good price. No, I definitely dis- don't dis- disagree, but I'm not going to be betting in the race. No worries. Well, at least you haven't put the sword through us. That's that's all. Yeah. It <laughs> it's still a mare's race, so anyone could win. <laughs> that is true. We'll we go to race three, 1,100 metres, benchmark 70. Again, just some of these winter sort of horses, Varenskova, Lord Paramount, 6 by 63 Big Apple. Grand Pope is a nice straight horse, and then we got Sunrise Ruby down from the down from uh, New South Wales. Any thoughts in the third? Yeah, I'm pretty keen on six by sixty-three. To be fair, seven dollars yep. is, I think, is a more than more than fair price. I didn't really want to touch uh, the favourite. It's a bit of a pretender, and yeah, I was easy enough to oppose Lord Paramount. They're both going to be on the inside part of the track, and as we know, well, depending how the track plays, it's normally advantageous to be down that outside section. 6 by 63 was five lengths better than the all-average last start. Um, over the last two, it was the quickest 8, 6, 4, and 200-meter splits of the day. They went slow early, so it was obviously um, set up for it to, to zip home, but it still won like a good horse. I think it's just, yeah, as, I think it's just going to find the right lane. It's one from one third up. I'm a little bit grey that it's Campbell Ruilla, but I, I think this horse is better than Benchmark 70 grade, and I'm more than happy to come with it at $7. Campbell Ruilla is actually profitable for his last 100, but uh, a 14% profit on turnover, but um, that's obviously in Adelaide. And it's also interesting to note that um, obviously last week when we were doing the podcast, Patrick Payne was profitable for his last 100, and then now now he's 17.8% um, uh, uh, negative profit on turnover and it's, it's, it's like interesting how quickly the market reacts to um, how well trainers are going and he's not going badly he's had 17 winners from his last 100 but the market's just sort of um, sort of shortened his horses down like so much further than what they, what they were before yeah they're straight on to no. it yeah um, for me in this race I, I could find 6 by 63 the other horse I didn't mind. I'm not steaming in by any means, but number four, Big Apple, has um, has put down some pretty good performances. And last start, he was pretty good beating Pounding. He draws out and he gets hateful Ben Noam aboard. Hateful Look, he is, a bit of, he is a bit of a hateful horse, but Ben Malum is, is... Is Ben Malum not the, jo- the, the, the informed jockey in Melbourne right now? Yeah. He's nearly the best Just rider back in the state. He goes. Yeah, He's nearly so, the best rider in the state. Plain and simple. Mm. This horse draws out in 12. It does have a good finish on him. Um, if I'm betting into the race, I'll be backing one and four. Nothing from me. Nothing from Wilbur. All right, we go to race four. It's a 2,000 metre benchmark 78 handicap. Uh, I'll lead us off here. Number 15, the awesome son. Look, he's not, he's not a horse 
um, with a pretty racing style, that's for sure. He usually gets back in the field, but I was really taken with the improvement. He took second up last start. He went from 1,600 metres to 1,800 metres. Um, I didn't actually back him, and halfway up the straight, I didn't actually have a bet in the race, but I thought, oh, no, the awesome son's going to win at $12, and I haven't had anything on him. I'm a bit of a favourite of his. We went out to do a video with uh, Julia Sandu a couple months ago for this horse, and uh, he's his pride and joy, um, and I do think he has the talent to, to win a good race like this and progress to better. Um, barrier 2, the map is, is a little bit tricky, but I know he's going to be uh, finding the line late. Um, yeah, pretty happy with him. $6.50 is a bet. Oh, nothing. Yeah, I um, I was very very hard against the awesome son, so I'm against Ben here. Um, I I liked the favourite um blue cup. Uh, it was really good. Um, first up, you often see horses resuming off long breaks, especially stayers, uh, staying horses res- resuming off uh, long breaks, especially from the Kieran Mars stable. They they often um zip home really quickly over especially over a mile like you saw it with Mankayan, Blue Cup and um, Keats um, but last start I sort of wanted to forgive him just sort of based off he he, uh, he was sort of wide early and he was midfield and then John McNeil sort of pushed him to be forward and, and that, that on that day at Flemington it was a really really strong headwind down the back straight so sort of want to forgive that run second time 2000 metres um, Jamie Carr goes on. I think it's just a bet. Um, sort of interesting to note, Kieran Ma debuts his aren't actually going too well at the moment, but you know you want to be backing them. I'd, I'd rather be backing Kieran Ma and David Usus when they're off than most other trainers when they are, they're on. So um, I think I marked him about 4.20 or something like that, and I, I'm pretty keen on Blue Cup to be forward of midfield and and being pretty hard to beat. I, I just thought the Awesome Sun's going to map badly. Real Sensation's not really that good. Kulth, who's owned <laughs> by... Um, Kulth, who's owned by um, Max Mini in, in the racing uh, previews group chat. Um, he, he's he's a bit of a non-winner, a bit of a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Maxi. Um, and then... Who he else gets Malum first time, but... Oh... oh. If, if, I think he needs, if he can I think get, he needs Jesus. <laughs> yeah, if he can get cool to win, he might be Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, and then Maximus Prime I wanted to take on as well. Um, yeah, Thomas Stockdale, Archie Alexander. I just wanted to be against that. And, and I don't like the that form, he, form race he comes through. And then 20, 27 days between runs. I just, just wanted to be against him. So I was pretty keen, uh, Blue Cup, and I marked him short on the market. He's had a million awesome. gear changes though, hasn't he? He's a complete yeah, nutter nut job, I heard. heard. Like, he's yeah, just, just trust the camp. Nutter. Yeah, just trust the camp. Yeah, no, mm. nothing for me. Oh, I'm out. I'm not nice. Yeah, no worries. Back, right. back uh, a few would have been a maiden hurdle soon. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, maybe. Race five is uh, the day's feature, I guess. It's the Ori Star Handicap over uh, 1,200 metres. It's a group three. Quickly read up the market here. King of Sparta, 270. Shooting for gold, 390. Serious Suspect, 460. Stage Man, 650. Calcani, Royale, 10s, Just Folk, 13s, and Romancer at $23. Uh, I'll quickly go first. I've, I've taken a bet of $7 for number two, Stage Man. 
uh, coming over from WA. When you think of um, horses who probably will be suited by the straight, you think of horses who've got a big turn of foot, and that's exactly what this guy has. His first up form is really good. Six starts, two wins, and, and three placings. Um, and just some of his form over in WA around Elite Street, Celebrity Queen, um, Graceful Girl. He ran second in the winter bottom. And as long as he's not too far back, I'm hoping Ollie, you know, doesn't have him right out the back. It's only a small field. I think the $7 available is a pretty good price. Um, at the end of last prep, he, he ran over 1,400 metres. He rattled off a sub-11. Um, he ran a 10.96. So he does have a big turn of foot. If he's not winning, uh, I probably will just back number three, the favourite King of Sparta, um, just as a chop out. But I thought Stage Man was a little bit over the odds. I see the race exactly the same as you. <laughs> he's got a great fresh record, as you touched on. He loves soft ground. Obviously, he's probably one of the only horses from Peter's Investments that is probably going to come to Melbourne looking for probably that touch softer ground. Obviously, a lot of them come here looking for the fast ground, but he's probably a little against the grain there. He did SP $4.50 first up against Elite Street. Uh, last campaign and he was squeezed for room that day Elite Street sort of went past him at the 200 and he was sort of half off the canvas but he got squeezed for room as he was trying to fight back um, he was unlucky not to beat Celebrity Queen two preparations ago as you touched on Benny <clears throat> on a wet track that horse is um, a dead heat in an Oakley plate so that's uh, that's pretty good form like if Elite Street was in this race I reckon he'd have this lot covered so for for stage man to be right on the heels of him, um, that's good enough for me. I thought he might go a touch more forward. I don't think he's going to be right back. Um, I think Ollie might show some initiative here and sort of half get him in a spot uh, was what I was hoping. I don't think King of Sparta is that genuine, in all honesty. I know that probably sounds like a stupid comment, but he's never won two races back-to-back in his life. And I've just gone through some... Someone mentioned it to me, and I sort of thought that might have been a silly comment that he, was, that he wasn't genuine. And then I did some more digging, and I, I sort of half agree. I don't, I don't think he's a proper horse, and I don't think he's a horse that I want to take 270 about either. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen stage man, and I think the only other horse that can, that can beat him is if King of Sparta does turn up. I don't want to bar a shooting for gold, and the rest of them are good enough to win this race. So... Yeah, I was saying it the same as you, Benny. I thought it was pretty straightforward. It's either Stage Man or King of Sparta. Yeah. Um, you say the race? Uh, it was a bit... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like the race. King of Sparta um, only just ran faster time than Throntari on the same day. So, in my opinion, anyway, it's way too short. Um, it, this race sort of just depends on... And this market sort of just depends on um, how forward stage man is. So if he gets a tick from the yard, then the seven dollars is just complete overs, and he'll probably start three eighty or something like that. But then at the same time, he could start twelve dollars and have none. Um, like he could even start favourite if if he's here to go. Um, but I, I don't. I didn't really know what to make of shooting for gold. Um, and obviously, serious suspects probably a bit. Unders two, it's going to lead. It sort of it, the race sort of just depends on how quick serious suspect wants to go. They can go quick, they can go slow. Just sort of depends on how quick Ethan Brown wants to lead them. But um, I'd be against King of Sparta 
um, I don't know, not really a race I wanted to to have an early opinion on. Um, if I if Stage Man's ready to go and he's still seven dollars five minutes out from the race, then I'd probably definitely be backing Stage Man. Awesome, that gives us a little bit of confidence. Uh, I will just quickly mention uh, Romanta. He's owned by one of the guys in the office, so good luck to him. Uh, this horse has bobbed up a couple times at odds. Whether he's in the chair, we'll find out on Saturday. Uh, we'll move on to the first leg of the quaddy. It's a 1,600-metre benchmark 84. Here to Shock was obviously very impressive, winning last start. Uh, and then we've got Hezao Bonneval. I think that's David Gatley's best bet of the day. And then Lyrical Lad yeah. loves these soft tracks. Borna King, Somerset Morn. Yeah, I find that qu- quite interesting. Mm. But I'll let, I'll let one of you guys lead if you've got a bet here. There's one horse that I half wanted to kick up for, but don't know if I'm brave enough to tip him. Cash and checks the visitor from Adelaide. Obviously gets Malum, he's right there in the weights. He's just a new horse. This sort of preparation or so, he's been up a long time, but he hasn't been out of the money. I thought you could probably have a little speck on him, but I'm just, yeah... I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky race, to be honest. It all depends how the map is. How did you have this race mapping, Will? Because, like, if here the shot gets left alone and the track's not too wet, well, he could scoot off and be off and go on and they won't catch it. Yeah, I, I haven't even done the map of this race. That's how much I didn't like this race. I, I sort of looked at it and then... Yeah, sorry. Um, I sort of I sort of looked at it and then I thought, here the shock looks short off its last start and then it gets a massive jockey change... And then I just sort of grabbed myself up. And then I was wanted to find he's our Bonneval. But then he, then I thought he's got Barry 12. He's going to get back. And I don't know. I didn't really want to find the Adelaide horse. And Lyrical Lad's been up forever. So I don't know. I just sort of skipped this race and didn't have an opinion. It definitely is a, a very tricky race. I didn't really have a firm opinion yet either. I'm not sure if I will be betting into it or not. Um, I did note. Here to Shock is actually nominated... Don't laugh. Here to shock is nominated for the Cox Plate, and Tab have him in at fifty to one only. That seems yeah. quite ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> That's, quite that That's the state of futures betting. Oh, that is completely ridiculous. It should be, it should be two hundred five millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good luck to Brent Stanley and the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a nice win last start, and as Nico said, if he if he gets left alone in front, he could easily do it again. Um, he does have to extend that out to 1,600 metres. He did that last prep, but it was in a much, much weaker company. So uh, we'll kick on to race seven. It doesn't really get much easier here. Um, I don't think you could pay me to have a bet in this race. It's 2,500 metre contest. T Waters has come up pretty short, 270, high motion, horrifying... Uh, we'll be looking to get the PR out in front for Willow again through Irish Eyes and then Dawn Patrol. I'm specking one here. Yeah, me too. Yep. I'm buttering up for my boyfriend's colours. The blue and white armbands are good to us today. I well, Look, the way I, I broke this race down, Carr's been on through Irish Eyes pretty much all preparation. She would have had the pick of whatever ride she wanted in this race. She jumped off through Irish Eyes, who I've had enough of. The next time I'll be back at him, we'll be in the maiden hurdle. 
because he he's actually going jumping. He did have a jump spot <laughs> this preparation, so he actually is going jumping. He he probably will make a good jumper. But anyway, besides the point, Dawn Patrol barrier one gonna go forward in these staying races. We know how good Jamie's hands and how good her clock is in her head. So I was more than happy to have a small bet on Dawn Patrol. Uh, yeah, I didn't want a bar of through Irish eyes. And I think Dawn Patrol will keep horrifying on us. So, look, that may set it up for something to come from behind over the top. But T-Waters were short enough. High emotion just doesn't win. I was happy to have a small play on Dawn Patrol. Tell me why I'm wrong, Wilbur. Tell no, us which I jumper compl- you're backing. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. Um, I, yes. I, <laughs> I was... um. I was so, I was really against T Waters with one of the from one of the best Craig Williams rides you'll see in a staying race. To Play of the day, m- punters, hit the pink. Oh well, not not that Harry Coffey's a a bad jockey, but like going from Craig Williams when he's completely at his best to Harry Coffey's, especially in a staying races. Do you reckon? I don't know, I just want us to be against, especially Willow at two seventy. Do you reckon Willow was already booked for horrifying, or he's chosen horrifying? Um, maybe maybe he's committed to horrifying or something because he's been with him all prep. I'm pretty sure, but um, yeah, I've the the jockey switches are pretty interesting in this. Um, and Dawn Patrol was pretty good. Um, pretty good first up this time against Tuvalu. Like he sort of he sort of held his position. Uh, he's had a bit of a freshen up, and he's and he's getting straight to 2500. I don't mind that he did that last prep, and he ran he ran pretty well in the in the the Bart Cummings. And, um, yeah, he was completely off the map first up. I, 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 th- I think he might be completely off the map here. Like, Jamie Carr goes on. He's drawn inside. I think they might just send him forward. And, like, he's one... He, he's been good in, a, in international group ones over 2,000 metres. So it's not like he's just a complete plotter either. So he's, he's good enough to be good over these short distances. I didn't think T Waters was... Any, like, I don't think it should be anywhere near... 280 I think I had it like 450 horrifying I had about four four or fives I, I had like it was four, four or fives a field for me I think um, but I, ha- I had um, I had dawn patrol about seven or eights um, and yeah that's how I saw usually it pretty much usually takes them a preparation usually their second or third preparation they start coming into their own so this is obviously the second run of his second preparation yeah I, I think we'll see something like he's too good he's too good a horse and his international form's too good for him to be a complete camel. It's Yeah, he, he, he's gotta he's, he's gotta show before. up at some point. It's happened before he's, with the blue and white. Yeah. No, he's got some good SPs and he's ran six yeah. in the St. Ledger and he's got good form from overseas and he, he was completely off the map in the um what was it, the the Fian last year. Um gets a massive jockey change from Craig Williams to Jamie Carr. Um and yeah, it's just a bet at whatever. Is it what? What price is it? Thirteen. Twelve. Fifteen. Yeah, Twelve. Thirteen. Twelve. Thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so bet, maybe you could pay me to have a bet, and maybe I will have <laughs> my ten shillings on Dawn Patrol. Uh, we didn't. We haven't mentioned off the top. It Hosier was awesome today. So we do love these colours. Um, self-interest. Nothing like self-interest. No interest like self-interest. <laughs> Crack on to race eight. It's a fourteen hundred meter contest. Uh, number four, Nicolini Vito. You definitely won't have to be paying me to back this horse because 
I think this is one of the bets, better bets, uh, uh, better bets of the day. I'll get it out eventually. Um, the best. This horse yep. was first up over twelve hundred meters. That's it is short of his best distance for sure. Um, had a small wager on him last minute, and his Sheesh. last two hundred meters, he ran at the second last. <laughs> exactly right. We've got a trumpet. Second <laughs> yeah. fastest last two hundred meters of the entire meeting. Um, that's huge, especially stepping up to 1,400 metres now. He's going to map perfectly for barrier four. This is Daniel Stackhouse's horse that, you know, it could he could be lower group class, listed class. Um, obviously, he had those couple stouches with Savannah Cloud last prep, and he got up in one of them. I think he's a really nice horse, and I think he's going better than ever. Up to 1,400 metres, I think the map will be fine. It looks a good thing at $2.30. Go on, Nico. Declare it. I'm not going to say the M word because I've had a few people. I've had a few people <laughs> message me and absolutely give it to me, especially after the Narone did a place in the last last week. They didn't say anything after playoffs. Got home in the Darwin Cup, though. It's funny that, isn't it? I only ever want to put the sword in you when you're wrong. Never want to pat you on the back when you're right. But yeah, he's he's a great bet here. Um, as you touched on, Benny, he's up to fourteen hundred meters now. He's a fourteen hundred meter horse. He's just a real. He's just a really good horse. He always tries. Um, I'm not at all worried that Stacky's on him. He's two from two. A lot of people seem to forget that Stacky was one of the best riders in the state. Like he, I'm pretty sure he won a premiership a couple of seasons ago. If not, he was very, very close to it. I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. But like he can seriously ride. He's no. He's no hack. Um, up to 1,400 metres here. Complete and utter bet. I've actually requested a prize for him in a Rupert Clark. I don't think he's... I don't think he's probably good enough to win, but like I'm, I'm happy enough to have a small spec because he's going to be the fresh sort of fit horse on the scene against horses resuming. He'll be low down in the weights. Um, yeah, I think he's sort of that bottom end stakes class. I know I'm talking about a handicap group one, but a handicap group one's as good as a, a lower end open listed race or group race so um, yeah I think he's a pretty progressive horse he's a good bet He, if he loses I'll cry <laughs> sports bet will give you a 20 to 1 in the Rupert Clark we know how generous they are with their yeah. futures <laughs> we'll Will are you with us or are you against us no I, I I think he just wins um, I marked him $2 even money um, if he gets luck he'll just win and if he gets even a little bit of luck he's got a massive turn of foot they went slow last start, and like he he just he he probably won because they went slow. He was able to keep up with them, but um, um, but like the the way he sprinted there just sort of suggests that he's improved his preparation. Um, second up, fourteen hundred. I don't know. He's just a bit. There's nothing like he's got to beat William Thomas. No, like seriously, um, Bam's on fire. Winning partner. I sort of. Had a look at winning partner for half a second. Craig Williams on from William it's Price. Get, it's I didn't getting think... rid of for it's getting ready for a Bally, Balaclava at a Murray Bridge Cup. Oh yeah, well, it is. Tony said it today. <laughs> Complete yeah, well, trial. Yeah, I I didn't really want to back that camp off a off a let up uh, off of thirty four days. Um, the one so a few was... people wanted to kick up for was Macron, but Schultz none. Uh no, I, I thought um had a really. I think I'm pretty sure it had a good SP 
first up when it first um, started in Australia and disappointed it's been $10 and it was beaten five lengths by Paperboy well it's got none yeah. here yeah yeah no. and, then, and then the other chance in the race was Zoltan who I oh, I wanted to be against Zoltan like really really hard last start I mean uh, last week when it was meant to run um, in the what was that race at Mooney Valley last week the main one the uh, Craig the, Williams the Harrison uh, the Randvet, the yeah. Harrison Cup yeah. yeah, that one. Um, yeah. But he didn't end up running. But, like, that race he was in, they didn't go. He was on speed. He was sort of gifted. Um, not gifted because he didn't win, but um, he was on speed in a race. Really, really dominated on speed. Um, yeah. I, I, this, this is just a really, really easy bet to have, and I think he'll just win if he gets a gap. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, all aboard, three ticks. Best bet of the day, Nicolini Vito. Race nine is a 1,100-meter benchmark 84. We've got another short price favorite. It could be Feast or Famine here late at HQ. Fire is $2.25. Then you've got Chain of Lightning and Squid Game. Uh, those are the other two uh, last start winners. So uh, who's the keenest here? This thing's far too short. Yeah. Ooh. Way too short. I, don't, I can't believe it's as short as it is. Yep. Yeah, one okay, it won like a good horse last start, but you, you leave me out at two twenty five first time down the straight. Mm. Like I'm going to I'm I'm going to back another horse in this race that's first time down the straight, but it's double the price. <laughs> mm. Like Damien Thornton's won four of his last hundred, yeah, going that, at negative negative sixty profit on turnover for his last hundred. Like you just. That's the other thing. Back. You can't. You couldn't back him with stolen cash, really. On a, on a two to twenty five chance, like seriously. That's gonna anchor all of Australia. <laughs> yeah, and and the well, Hawks camp are negative forty profit on turnover as well. So like yeah, trainer and jockey are going horrible. Yeah, they're going horrible. I didn't want. I didn't want a bar of it, and I'm gonna back the two in the market to beat it. Chain of lightning. Obviously, I was pretty keen on Snapped um, the day that Chain of Lightning broke through the barriers and had a little exhibition gallop. Um, <laughs> Snap was just in the quicksand in the wrong part of the track, and Chain of Lightning was backed if unbeatable that day. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy mm. to be with. Obviously, Car goes on, looks a pretty progressive tight, so it's a bet. And I'm going to also back Squid Game because he's the proven horse up the straight. He's genuine. Um, he's only going to be advantaged going from 1,000 to 1,100 metres. Willow's airborne. Yeah, I, I didn't want to bar the favourite. He leave me out of it. Hmm. Well, uh, if I was going to have a bet in the race, it would probably be Squid Game, but I, I wasn't really interested in this race. I thought Fire was way too short, and Chains of Lightning's probably a little bit short as well. Right. Didn't expect these answers from uh, from both of you, to be honest, because I'm going to stick the finger up, and I am going to be with Fire, the favourite. Um, I thought I think his last two wins have been pretty awesome. Uh, look, I agree he's probably too short at $2.25 right now. Um, he could have a couple multis rolling through him late in the day, that type of thing, but... I think the big teams could take a set against um, the the jockey change, um, and yeah, that that win at Sandown, 
visually it was awesome. Chain of Lightning is a decent horse. Squid Game is a decent horse as well, but we've seen Squid Game get owned a couple of times by horses who could be better than this grade. I think Fire could be better than this grade. Uh, they went fast last start, and he still ran positive splits home. So happy to be with Fire on top. Uh, keen to see him down the straight for the first time. Hoping we get better than two dollars fifty on the day. So I'll pass on. Who would you? I'll, I'll pass on some information for the people out there that want to use this information because I, I don't want a bar of it. I was told that <laughs> from a friend who's got some information passed on to him that the connections of fire have a very high opinion of this horse. They want to go towards a Moyer and a Manicato. So we'll soon find out how. Uh, how good that information is because if he's going to go to a Moyer or a Manicado he'd want to probably make a mess of this field here hmm. who, who hmm. would you back out of inundation or fire inundation. both of their peak yeah well uh, squid game oh, you go Benny yeah I, I think I think you'd have inundation in, in front of him at the moment yeah well squid game SP 350 against inundation you know, over a thousand metres with M Lawrence on at Caulfield and now it's six dollars against fire. Um, over it, is this eleven hundred? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's eleven hundred. Um, yeah. Um, and with Craig Williams on, so I don't know. That's something to factor in, I guess. They're fair points. Um, what I will say is, I'd have inundation ahead of fire right now. Ask me again after Saturday, and yeah, it might be a different story. Yeah. All right, we go to Ramwick. Um, it's a soft six at the moment. I don't know what website I was looking at, but it says zero mils of rain. That just can't be true because I saw Brad Davidson's... Bucketing uh, <laughs> down. Apparently, it's going to piss down. So, uh, you can't read everything you, you you see on the bomb. Does anyone have any bets? I've got one in race four. I'm race six. Okay, race four, we've got... Um, a star thoroughbreds Chris Waller horse on resumption conqueror to be ridden by William Pike. This horse has nominated for a Cox Plate, and he could be a pretty smart three-year-old. Um, his win on debut uh, at Randwick was was awesome. Um, I think they've got a fairly big opinion of him. Waller has nominated a couple of good horses for the for the majors, including the Cox Plate. This is one of them. Interesting that he's kicking off at fourteen hundred meters. I think that means um, this horse, he, he is looking to get this horse out to 2,000 metres, this preparation. Whether it's a Cox Plate or whether it's a spring champion, um, we'll see. The, the stable mate's obviously in there as well, but uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to back Conqueror. He is short at $2.30 at the moment, but I think I think we'll get uh, better. Yeah, I, I, um, I've heard that that's Chris Waller's Caulfield Guineas Cox Plate horse. Um, it was really fast late, over eleven hundred meters. It, uh, it's really interesting that it's it's um, resuming over fourteen hundred meters. Uh, I don't know, not not to um, um, put you off, but I, I don't know if it's going to be running on Saturday because I don't know. It's just really weird that it's resuming over fourteen hundred meters. Like you would have thought that it, it'd be um, it'd be set for a Golden Rose or or something like that. Um, mm. into the guineas, into the cox plate. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have thought he's going to be fourteen hundred meters, and then stay at fourteen hundred meters for however many weeks until the the golden rose. And then, yeah, I don't know. I I just 
I wouldn't have thought that he'd be running on Saturday. I don't know why he's why why he would kick off at fourteen hundred meters. Yep, that's fair. Well, if he doesn't run, I can't lose. So that's, <laughs> yeah. always, that's always a plus. Uh, Nico, race six thousand meter benchmark seventy eight. Smurn over, complete and utter bet. You leave me out of Malcat. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit that he is two from two first up. This horse is not genuine. He ain't genuine at all. There's another. Complete and utter nut job. It's got none. Smurn over, complete bet. Good horse. Still licking my wounds how it got beat at the valley when it was off the map. Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> Me too. Don't. <laughs> don't bring that night up. <laughs> I had it going for about four figures, so I am definitely buttering up. It won't be going for four figures on Saturday, but I'll endeavour to get a little slice of what it owes me. Um, good fresh. Wet track, no worries. Trialed, absolutely super. Pikey sent it forward in the trial have a thought that that may be the case here um, yeah I thought it was a good bet and it's got a good weight swing on the favourite shut up <laughs> <laughs> Will absolutely weight hates the, the weights uh, oh. as, you can, as you can tell 1000 metre weights give me a spell um, Pikey's getting some starting to get some really good rides isn't he so mm. spring's mm. heating up he can uh, ride. He seven. can ride light, which is going to be his big thing in his favour. Like he's on Conqueror. Obviously, if everyone had the choice, probably J Mac would ride Conqueror, but he couldn't ride fifty-three kilos. So, yeah, Pike is going to be very uh, advantaged come the springtime because he's going to be able to ride light where the others aren't. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Race seven is over eighteen hundred meters. This is actually quite a nice race. Uh, a couple of these. Horses could be destined for, for better races, especially the top two, Lord Ardmore and uh, Alcyone. A little bit of a, a coin flip, but I am going to stick with Lord Ardmore. Uh, I think he's been brilliant at this prep. Um, controlled the race last start and, and kicked away. I think the big factor here is Hugh Bowman is riding Lord Ardmore instead of Alcyone. We saw Hugh at his brilliant best today. Um, the ride on Hosier was an absolute 12 out of 10. Um, <laughs> how, we know, we, how cooked was that camera angle? At the 300, I thought we were oh, going let's not talk about cough. Let's not talk about Coffs Arbor. Um, yeah, uh, Hugh rode both of these horses last start, Alcyone and Lord Ardmore. Um, Reese Jones hops on to, to Alcyone now. Uh, if you're not into the weights and you don't care about the weights like Wilbur, then you won't worry about the fact that it's only got uh, 50 and a half. I think Lord Ardmore will land in the perfect spot. It's going to get the absolute PR again. Um, Alcione just doesn't... The map is a lot stickier for him, uh, jumping from nine. So, yeah, happily with Lord Ardmore and Waller again on top. Race eight, Missile Stakes. A couple of good horses back here. The likes of Forbidden Love, Counter Rupee, Bellucci Babe, Embracer. Did Embracer run in an Everest? No. I don't think no, so. Oh. Should, should no, not. it did. It did. Oh, yeah, it no, did it did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a late inclusion. Uh, Halal, Nimali, and then we got a couple of the Oz Bloodstock horses, Gemsong, Wonderbar, Enchanted Heart, and Special Rewards. So they got four, wow. Um, anyone keen, keen here? 
You can lay forbidden love. She's got none. No way if, she's winning first rain... up. She's not winning first up. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Not a chance. She's the got rain comes down far heavy. bigger. She's got far bigger things in store. Oh, 100%, 100% she does. But she still ran. She split overpass in um, Animo first up over 1200 meters at the end of at the start of last prep and if this rain actually comes real, down proper real tip in the cap Animo over 1200 meters not oh. bad no <laughs> still leave a good run form. leave me out of it it's, she's the best horse in the race though isn't she yeah I'm not not saying she's By the best horse in, I'm not saying she's not the best horse in the race but she's not, I don't think she's winning this race well for the record Bellucci the rain comes down and I win this if the rain comes down and I think she maps right, I'll probably be with Forbidden Love on top. You tell us why I'm wrong. Wilbur? Oh, I don't do Sydney form. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you, Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'll shoot. Righto, Mr. Melbourne only. Um... <laughs> Yeah, look, she could she could come out and make me look stupid, and I'll happily eat my words. I'm I'm a big fan of the horse, but I, you leave me out of her. I thought she was well short enough at three dollars ten. I thought she was definitely four dollars plus chance in this race. Yeah, count to rupee is going to be miles off them. The two horses, if you were going to have a bet in the race, would probably be Bellucci Babe and Embracer. Um, I thought personally, but I didn't yeah. really give the race a whole lot of. Uh, a whole lot of care because I didn't really care overly that much about it but like <laughs> Embrace's best form is more than good enough like you go back a little while ago he was a length off Mask Crusader over 1200 metres at Randwick so that'll be yeah, fast probably get caught off anyway that'll be far <laughs> superior to anything in this race even who's calling the races off again and you know <laughs> and you know Waterhouse bot horses are going to be hard fit up the front like embraces only ever missed a place once likes wet ground and Bellucci babe much the same yeah in all honesty, it's very much a still still a watch and learn with a lot of these horses first up all right yeah. uh let's get away from swamp week uh anything at <laughs> doombin i've got nothing at doombin i've got one at at Mazza bridge as i was saying on the two units podcast Mazza bridge. nothing nothing, nothing, nothing. Mazza bridge we got a we got a bit of a got a bit of a moral. We got a moral at Mazza. Uh, really? Race three, a thousand meters, quietly discreet, just wins again. Um, awesome win last start. Uh, Two twenty, so Backable. it's just gonna, yeah, it's gonna get the absolute PR here again. Um, awesome win first up as as I mentioned. Uh, it goes panel to to Bembo, but I don't think that's such a negative. Um, I think Jason Bembo is actually uh, Will, other Will's cousin, uh, cousin or something. Yeah, yeah second, so second cousin. Will Barbs. Yeah, yeah, Willie Barbs. So right. Willie Barbs and Jason Bembo. This is a this is a fairly decent pickup ride for him. Um, obviously, he's hopping straight up to benchmark eighty two grade, but I think the horse is quite smart. So interesting that Caleb jumped to, off. Yeah, oh, no, Todd, be, Todd's been. No, nah, it was Todd. Yeah, yeah, Kale last prep, so... I get so confused with all those discreet horses. So many of them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, so, yeah, that was the only bet I had out there. Belmont, we've got a heavy nine. We've got 
12 races, I think. So that's going to be a proper slog. That will get called off. Uh, your mate, the Velvet Queen, is backing up, and my so mate. is the winner of that race. He is squib shit, my mate. Ginger Flyer is backing up as well, so... I might layer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll win just to piss you off. Just for something What a fun. weird prep. Such a weird prep, going back to 1600, then back out to 22. Uh, she drinks so nothing, She doesn't fucking win. Yeah. Nothing at Belmont. Sandown, the big jumps card on Sunday, will yeah. be going there. So yeah, if talking. any if any racing previews family uh, heading down to Sandown... If any sickos um, want to come party on Sunday... Send us a message. This is one of the great jumps cards. Um, oh, yeah. This talk, is, this... talk us through some of the horses... Right, uh, we'll, we'll start off. We'll give a quick little review here. I won't give tips yet because I need to know. Boo. I need to know <laughs> a little bit more about what this weather is going to do because that's going to really decide which way I go. But obviously, the crisp, the steeplechase over forty-two hundred meters. I thought it was a pretty simple race. It's a race in two. Valak, the horse who lived, came back to life last start, winning life. Um, He's obviously going to be more advantaged if it is on the better side of a you know a soft five, soft six. If it gets into that heavy range somehow, well, flying agent will dead set. Moral. Be a, yeah, be what Benny said. Um, <laughs> you put your pen through Alvison. Uh, he's a he is a good horse against B graders. He's up against two A graders here. He'll be lucky to run into a place. Um, point. Uh, the well, the example I want to use as my uh, as my point is last time he went to open grade and wasn't beating around against nothing was at Sandown and Britannicus had his measure well and truly. We all know what I think of Britannicus. He's a B grader, so Alvesan uh, will be well handled by Valak or Flying Agent here. Um, yeah, this race would probably be a little bit different if it was very, very wet, but I don't think it's going to be, unfortunately. So, yeah, it looks a race in two up the top. We skip down to race four. For what it's worth, I, I still am pretty keen flying agent if, if he runs. Oh, yeah, I am might, too. I, no, I am. I'd, I am. I'd have him... I Yeah, I have him over Valak, to be I honest. Still, yeah, so a lot of people are probably like, why is Nico not declaring flying agent i had this conversation with will before so flying agent's biggest attribute is because he's such a good jumper and he goes through mud like it's a cow paddock it takes a lot of other horses out of their comfort zone um Mm. so obviously when the ground's a little bit firmer it doesn't sort of just play into his strengths as much um if that makes sense sort of just keeps the other horses in it a little bit because it's not, not as hard and not as taxing, which is what he loves. He loves a dogfight, and he, he never loses when he gets in that situation. So um, it'll be a cracking race. I'd still, if you're pushing me for a tip right now, I'd still have Flying Agent on top of Valak, but the track is going to play uh, a big part, I think, and I definitely won't be losing uh, on either. We go to race four, which is the BM120 hurdle. I'm sort of half upset that Stern Idol didn't go here and take the piss with 77.5 kilos, to be honest, because I still <laughs> think he'd win. 
Um, We've got to mention him. He's running. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, he's running in Adelaide, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he's running on the flat. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five hundred, I think. Yeah, he's just going for a flat run, so that'll just be a little prep up. Um, They decided not to take the hard option and go to the national, which was probably a good, uh, good thing if they want to keep him winning because he wouldn't have beaten, wouldn't have beaten the best bet of the day in the next race, which we'll touch on in a second. But slip into this couldn't have done any more on his jumps debut. Obviously, we tipped into him, Benny. He won by nine. We had the sword through Mm. the Ma Eustace squib, who can't jump or stay. yeah, little knock. He's got Kuru on him, but um, Kuru should just have to hold on. Chains of Honor is have, no slouch. Yeah, do you that? have a lean here? Do you have a lean as to either one or not sure yet? Maybe. Probably towards Chains of Honor. Yeah. Just because I'm not a massive fan of Kuru, and more often than not, you back my uses and Peyton in. It's a very profitable combination. So I'd be leaning towards Chains of Honor if you're pushing me for a selection, but as we touched on, uh, both will be a result for me. And then we go to race five. I can't believe the price that Saunterboy is. I thought they were going to be gutless and offer about a dollar fifty, but this Cossack, this New Zealand horse, um, he would need a heavy 15 to be any sort of chance of beating Saunterboy. Obviously, the horse that they've crunched is Blandford Lad. He's taken all before him, but this is his biggest test to date. Yes, he does have six kilos um, advantage to Saunter Boy, and it does make a difference over 4,200 metres, Wilbur. You might not think so over 1,000 metres, but I can definitely tell you it does over these sort of trips. But in my opinion, that's not enough um, for him to beat Saunter Boy. I'm not going to put the moz on Saunter Boy, but he stays on all fours. He won't lose. It's as simple as that. He's a great bet at $2. He'll be my best bet and quite possibly one of the bigger bets I've had in a while. So let's hope Nicolini Vito and a few other horses are kind to us on Saturday because yeah, he's a dead set. As good of a, uh, a good of a thing you'll ever see with obstacles to jump in front of him. But yeah, he will... Uh, He'll pay for our dinner at Nobu on Sunday night, Benny. Go the boy. <laughs> Go sauna boy. Go the groom. Um, but it's yeah, a quite, been quite a good watch. little undercard as well. It's a pretty yeah. good day of racing. Mm. The three-year-old might... race looks good. Wilbur and his three-year-olds. It's an obsession. <laughs> of the three-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, we, we might we might offer up some more bets um, as we get closer to, to Sunday. But we're cheering on the top weight. In the Grand National with the grey sauna boy. He's the best hurdler in Australia and hopefully he proves that again on Sunday. Get into the questions next and then we'll wrap it up. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, question time will be nice and punchy here. Pat Kelly says, the three-year-olds you're most excited for this spring. Uh, I'm pretty keen to see some of Waller's horses. Obviously, we touched on Conqueror. Uh, I'm keen to see political debate out to 2,000 metres. But... I think there's still a lot of horses we haven't, a lot of three-year-olds we haven't seen yet. So, uh, obviously, the price horse was good this week. So, watch and, watch and learn. Will, any any you got circled? Um, uh, th- That Conqueror one I was excited to see. Um, I don't know if it's going to be running on Saturday. Um, obviously, that uh, Mick Price horse that uh, resumed. There's a 
couple that like there's not many really horses that I think of you going that well like like this is it's pretty pretty bad crop of two year olds but hopefully they some some we haven't seen yet but I don't know mm. it's pretty light on for top quality three year olds this season but yeah looking forward to seeing Roy hopefully um, he comes back bigger and better no interest like self interest there but um, Pyroy Pyroy oh right yeah he's back he's in Melbourne now so getting away from that Sydney swamp Nico owns a toenail in the horse that's been clipped off yeah Yeah. he clipped my toenails off that's (laughs) Oh, let's uh, let's maybe wins a race or two for us anyway. That that's all his that's all his purpose needs to be. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a bit hard to to bet confidently into any sort of futures markets as you saw Exhibit A. What you need two hundreds into fifteens. Like, just there's a fair now. chance that we haven't seen the Coolmore or Caulfield Guineas or Derby winner yet. Like this happens every year. Think about. When they go from two to three, or all the good two-year-olds start hard in the market, hit all the futures markets, and how often do any of them start anywhere near their prices? Come, you know, come game come day. So, yeah, 100%. it's yeah, the only only futures bets you want to be having this time of year, and Wait what you need to horses. do if you need to if you want to have a futures bet, you're specking a horse on the half gamble that it's something that you're backing that's about to debut or something like that because the market way overreacts this time mm. of year. Exhibit A, Wednesday, when what you need ones. Like, he's he's won one race and he's 200s into 15s in a race that he's probably not even going to go to. Like, it's just stupid how the market yeah. fluctuates so much. Yeah, so if point. you're going to have a bet on something that you like, do it probably before they run. That's, that's your only edge in the market. Otherwise, it's... Unless they're, you know, proper horses going to, like, features that you know they're actually going to get to, then it's just not really worth it. Yep. Nick Lancey says, thoughts on Charlatan being a star of the spring? Um, I I think this horse does have some talent. Obviously, we don't know um, what his actual level is. We've only seen him at the, on, at the race course five times, and he's... Had a checkered passage in a couple of races. He hasn't had the the most luck. So, if if you do own in this horse, good luck. Any thoughts? Well, he's a his dam is a half sister to Arcadia Queen, and I, I remember Rob Scurry from the Mailbag said that he was the best type, best uh, two year old type, one of the, uh, in most of the races that he contested during the the spring um, of the autumn. Sorry. Um, and he was he looked he looked like a big horse, so um maybe the wet tracks didn't suit him to be better on a good track. Yeah. He's just gotta yeah. make that step from two to three. Yep. Yep. As they Could all do. do. It is Adam ninety five says, What is the best race and best race day in Oz in your opinion? No Nico loves Cup Day the most. He obviously tuned into the group chat. Uh, I'll kick off first. Obviously I'm biased. My favourite race is the Cox Plate. Um, in terms, uh, yeah, the Cox Plate is. You, if you haven't been to a Cox Plate yet, you just have to experience it. Being there, um, obviously, everyone talks about it, but um, 
the crowd is right on the track, 30,000 screaming. It just absolutely echoes, booms throughout the whole place. You've got some of the best horses in Australia running over the classic distance of 2,000, 2,040 metres, obviously, at the Valley. So that's my favourite race. Obviously, the Everest is gaining traction, and we're looking forward to that as well. In terms of best race day, it's probably Derby Day and Caulfield Guineas Day. They're the two with the, the most Groupons on them, and they're always cracking cards. Yeah, for me... Um, but my two sort of favourite races, obviously the Cox Plate and the Everest, haven't been to either, so I'm pretty, pretty keen that I get to knock both of them over this year. Um, they're just two of my favourite races because they're in the pool of horses that I love and enjoy watching. As we've already touched on this week in the chat, staying races usually aren't my cup of tea, even though I love my jumps. They're two completely different things. Um, but yeah, in terms of a favourite race day, well, it's probably got to be Derby Day, really. Um, doesn't get much better. That's the pinnacle. Christmas for punters. Mm. My favourite race is still the Melbourne Cup, but I don't know. The best race day is probably between Derby Day or Cup Day. Yeah, I don't know. I just even even though the Cup, cup day. days, yeah, just because I, I I just like the Melbourne Cup and like oh, the, all the races, race. the all the races around it are all like sort of. All going towards Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's not that bad. I've, I've, probably got to, <laughs> I've probably got to backtrack a little bit. So on yeah. par with my favourite would obviously I love Warnable. Like Warnable is probably the best carnival that you'll go to. Anyway, I, I know that probably sounds a little stupid because it's in the middle of winter, but you'll understand if you've if you've been to Warnable, Benny, you can vouch for it. First timer, you won't miss another Warnable now. And there's not too many carnivals that you'll go to anywhere in the world that you go once and. You go. I'm not going to miss this ever again. So it is a it is a pretty special place. The bull. Yeah, I'll be going next year. Yeah, lost the bull virginity this year, and it was awesome. Uh, keen to knock it over again. Keen to get the Magic Millions Day again. It's obviously the sun on the back in January at Gold Coast. That, that's uh, that's always a good weekend as well. Uh, Wilbur, he's he's given us three questions here. Obviously, most of them are named aimed at Nick. New segment idea: Nico's back pocket spray. Don't know what that means. <laughs> no back Any pocket comment? spray needed. Like bad beats or something like that, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I'll just tell you on the review. Yeah. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got the review pod now. So, uh, Will goes, every week he spray a horse or ride last week. Dags and Velvet Queen both had big excuses. I think he's just getting into you about the fact that the Velvet Queen was still a big run even though she went down against the bias, got a long way back. I don't know about you, but last time I checked, they don't pay for big runs in races. They only pay <laughs> if you first pass the post. So good, she can run all the good races that she wants. But unless she gets her neck first past that post, it doesn't matter at all. And his last one is my favourite of all of them. Nico, just asking for a mate, how's your pursuit of Alana Kelly going? <laughs> <laughs> um, the pursuit of AK and Nico hasn't actually started yet <laughs> but um, she's an average yeah. listener yeah yeah well if she is listening hit me up in the DMs <laughs> but until then I'll have to wait till I see her on track and then I'll put the word on after I've back after I've backed half the card and the card is all up and had a fill up 
Oh, and the last one is Glav uh, says, Nico, are we backing Kulth one more time? I feel like uh, considering it. Why is everyone asking me this question? I don't own him. <laughs> this is your segment, mate. Everyone, we're going to rename this. We're going to rename this this thing up. Questions so, of Nico. Can I can I ask you a question, Nico? <laughs> oh no, God. I won't. I, I won't be back in school. Cool Scott life. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I can go ride cool in the paddock or something. <laughs> Might break all its legs. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse if Calvin or Tony have been right. <laughs> <laughs> they still reckon it's going to win the Melbourne Cup. Or the Cup. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he might win the Melbourne Cup in Nico's backyard. <sighs> Alright, that was a good laugh. Um, we digress. My brain cells are slowly falling out of my head. But we'll wrap I'm it up. Sorry. I'm so excited for this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a ripper. Um, we're keen to bet. Uh, it's feast or famine a little bit at HQ, but then we're going to the jumps. See you out there on Sunday. Um, down there at Sandown. All of us three will be there. Hopefully a couple of boys from the chat will be there as well. Sign off there. Good luck, fellas. <laughs>